This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are continuing to talk through what God is doing here at the Long Hollow Revival, and once again, want to give him all glory credit for what he has done and what he is continuing to do. We've been talking recently about prayer, and today we're going to talk about prayer for every ministry. Mm. And the challenge is when you start talking about prayer with Chris Swain five months ago, I start to nod off a little bit, I'll be honest. Not that I don't think prayer was important, not that I ever thought it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. I think I probably minimized how important it was because it requires a total reliance on someone other than myself. And I'm pretty self-reliant. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it comes to prayer, Glad you said that, step one, step one when it comes to prayer is we have to, to be willing to, you know, give to God what is already his. That's what's ridiculous about it. It's already his, what only what he can do anyway. Um, but we have to surrender and submit to his authority. And so when we talk about prayer, we talked last time about a prayer band. This time we're talking about a, a little bit of a different approach to ministry. I would say different. It, it probably is more accurate to what the scripture teaches, but very different, I think, than what most churches and ministries are doing today. Yeah, I would say, just speaking about prayer, I think you're on it. You, The intensity uh, in which you pray and the frequency of how long and um, how much time you spend with the Lord determines your intimacy and dependence on mm. God. Okay, so what, what do I mean? If you have a prayerless life or a, 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 a light prayer life, if you will, and I've been here before too, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not throwing stones that won't come back and hit me at times. I, I, I've been here. What you're saying to the Lord without saying anything is, I don't need you. Mm. Now, two things happen when you don't pray much and you don't press into God and you don't really depend upon the Lord. Number one is Satan will leave you alone. Mm-hmm. He has Satan is not omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the 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 demons are not omnipresent. They can only be at one place at one time. Yeah, Satan has a limited, finite amount of demons. Although mm-hmm. he has a lot of them, we don't know how many. A third of the mm-hmm. angels, but he has a finite amount. Mm-hmm. He cannot be at every place at every time. So what he does is he intensifies his efforts mm-hmm. on the people who are going to press in and pray to God. Yeah. So if you're a prayerless church, a prayerless pastor, a prayerless leader, don't expect Satan to attack you much. He doesn't have to. He'll mm-hmm. let you die a slow death. Hmm. a prayerless dead church, okay? However, when you do press into God, you can expect, number one, for the enemy to know your situation, okay? You can expect for spiritual attacks to heighten, but you can also expect for God to begin to work, Mm. okay? Now, here's the thing about prayer. The average pastor, recent study, prays, guess how many minutes, Chris? The average pastor prays 20 minutes a day. Wow, wow. Is that right? No, not, oh. even, not even close. <laughs> the way you said that, I thought I was. No, I thought no. I was Robert, accurate. Robert Hutchison with the uh, save. He knows five minutes a day. Oh wow! The average called by God ordained minister of the gospel. Wow! Prays five minutes a day. Now you might be saying, "Well, I pray more than that." Okay, but I know some listening say, "I pray less than that." Now, yeah. here's what I started thinking: Take out the three meals a day you pray for. Mm. Now you're down to two minutes. 
Take out the bedtime prayer with your kids. You're down to one minute. Hello. See where we're going here. Okay. Why is prayer so important? Because prayer is the beginning of all things, the middle of all things, and the end of all Mm. things. Charles Spurgeon said this quote, which is pretty amazing. This is Charles Spurgeon here, the prince of preachers. Mm -hmm. I would rather teach one man how to pray than to teach 10 men how to preach. Hmm. I'd rather teach one man how to pray than 10 men how to preach. Okay, here's what I want to show you about your ministry, and this is what we're learning. Every ministry in your church, whether it's pastoral ministry, the preaching ministry, the member care ministry, uh, the children's ministry, the adult ministry, the life group, I mean, whatever the ministry is, every ministry should have a sword Mm -hmm. with both edges sharpened. You and I both know if you have a double-edged sword, which the word yeah. the Bible says that about itself, yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy, but right, you know, self-attesting right. prophecy. So the Bible is a double-edged sword. Yes. Okay. So we get that. But in battle, we actually have a double-edged sword, and we mm-hmm. see this in a sense in, in Ephesians chapter six. We mm-hmm. always say the only weapon we have to wield is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Okay, yes. But we stop short from reading the next part of the verse. Mm. And and praying at all times in the spirit. Is that what mm. it says, Chris? Ephesians 6. Uh, 18, pray yes. at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request. Okay, what is he saying there? With every prayer and request. Now, I don't want to get into it now, but we will soon about about the Holy Spirit because I'm mm. preaching a sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Oh, you, and, you're you're not going to be able to to uh, well, you're going to have to wait. But we're going to wait. Gonna wanna, but you, I'm going to tell you one thing to think about. I'm telling. I'm I'm saying the people listening, you want to hear it now. I'm telling you, it's incredible. But you're okay. going to have to wait. Yeah, we'll wait for it for the podcast. But <laughs> That's right. still formulating my ideas, and I'm learning about the Holy yes. Spirit like you are. We all are. We all are. I, I, it's sad. I know more about Jesus who was here. 33 years than the Holy Spirit who's been within us for 2,000 years. Now, the Holy Spirit's been here since the beginning. I get right. that. Don't Jesus. One God. I get that. Yes. But in believers since the consummation understanding, of the Understanding, yeah. Knowledge yes. and understanding. Speaking, we've almost just totally forgotten the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Spirit of truth. The Spirit of counsel. Yes. The comforter. Uh, the one who guides and directs. The Spirit But we're of getting wisdom. ahead of ourselves. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Here's the point. <laughs> to have a two- sided sword that is sharpened for ministry. Yes. Every ministry needs to have this. Okay. On the one hand is the word of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the other hand is prayer. Okay. You could say word and spirit, but let's just go word and prayer here because it's practical. Okay. Word and prayer. Now, mm-hmm. where do I get this from? Now you don't hear much about this because even in systematic theology books, Chris, if you've mm-hmm. noticed, Remember your systematic theology class back in seminary? Yes, I have Elmer Towns for mine. Wow, personally. that's that's a wow. It was a, it was How was that? Uh, it was very. It was good. I like Grudem's better, but it was okay. good. Yeah, we did Grudem in seminary. I still yeah. love Grudem. Yeah, um, but think about even Grudem's book. Okay, in, in his book or any systematic theology book, there is a section on salvation, mm-hmm. soteriology. Mm-hmm. Big words here. There's a section on the church, ecclesiology. There's a section on conversion, mm. you know, justification, if you will, at times, the study of uh, conversion and, and being right with God. There is the second coming, eschatology, mm-hmm. right? And many other ologies in the Bible. A lot of them. Now, here's what's interesting. Find the section on prayerology. 
We need a better word than prayerology. Yeah, Isn't there a more? I just made that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Intercessorology? Uh, media, <laughs> meditationology. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Intercessionology. But, but the point is, in seminary and in systematic theology, there is no section on how to pray. Hmm. And yet prayer in the armor of God is important. Praying at all times mm-hmm. with every request and supplication every petition supplication in the spirit. Now here's the seed I'm going to plant before the break. And I will not answer after the break. It will come in the weeks ahead, but I will ask you to think about this. Paul says repeatedly, you can find it in Thessalonians. You can find it in other places. Paul says repeatedly, pray in the spirit. Sometimes he says, just pray for boldness, Mm. but there's other times he says, pray in the spirit. And what Paul is showing us is there is a difference between regular prayer and praying in the Spirit. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about prayer for every ministry. And you've kind of talked about how it's a double-edged sword. And I can't help but feel like we've been battling and doing ministry with a single-edged sword. Yes. The Word of God, which obviously is critical, but with a little bit more prayerlessness. And uh, I'm even thinking about, currently I'm thinking about how to teach my own children to pray. And the challenge I've had is I don't even know how to pray. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know how to Mm -hmm. pray, but I don't really know how to pray, if you know what I mean. And you've been talking about this uh, on the first half of this podcast, but when you think about teaching somebody something, you really have to begin to think what you know about it, how you learn these things. And most of the time, I believe our prayer is simply a parroting of the person who prayed for us first and taught us to pray. Yeah, It, it has nothing to do with a systematic approach or understanding. It has everything to do with what we've heard and how we regurgitate it, sadly. Oh, that's key. And so as we talk about this for our ministry, it is important that we – get beyond just stagnant repetition of words and really engage with what God wants us to do in our hearts and our ministries. I think that's going to be important. As you talk about this as a minister, I'm eager to hear about how we can incorporate and pray as a ministry. Yeah, and here's the thing. One of the greatest prayers you can pray, it's a simple prayer and it's profound at the same time. The prayer, and I've prayed this prayer over the last year consistently, Here's what I do. I'll sit with the Lord and say, Lord, teach me how to pray. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you not pray that prayer? That's the exact prayer they requested of Jesus back in in Luke chapter 11. Why would we not pray that prayer? So I pray that all the time. Lord, I don't know how to pray like I should. Teach me how to pray. Now, here's what's cool about prayer. The more you pray, the better you get at communicating with God. Mm. Okay. The only way you're going to get better at prayer, not by attending conferences, not by listening to podcasts, not by reading books, those things will help. Don't don't get me wrong. They will get, they will help, Mm -hmm. but you actually have to pray. It's like a foreign language. You can do Rosetta stone 
and see every picture and fill in every blank and click every answer right. But until you actually practice the language mm. with a person yeah. who their native language is that language you're learning, you're never going to learn that language, okay? Mm. Prayer has a language. It's a prayer language, okay? Now, back to this. Why would I say one sword has two sides, word and prayer? If we go back to Acts chapter 6, Chris, mm-hmm. when... The Hellenistic Jews were complaining that the widows were not being taken care of with the distribution of the food. Mm -hmm. The apostles came back to them and said something interesting to them. Do you remember this? Acts 6, 4. Can you Mm -hmm. read that for us? Do you have it? But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Okay. Key word there is devote. Hmm. We're going to be laser focused. This is our job. Laser focus on the ministry of prayer in the ministry of the word. Now I said this before in English, we miss the definite article, the, mm. which is in the Greek. So it's actually reads this way in the Greek. We will devote ourselves to the prayer and the word. Mm. And I, I'll make the case for you now that I think that's a prayer gathering, the prayer gathering of the people mm-hmm. and the word gathering of the people. So it's Wednesday night prayer or Tuesday night prayer gathering, Sunday morning prayer. I think you can make a case right here for this. But here's one I want to make a real case for. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to have a prayer band for every ministry in your church? Mm. Okay. Here's what it means. It means when you look at, if you're a leader in your church or a volunteer in your church or um, a staff member, you look at your ministry and say, how are we communicating the ministry of the one side of our sword, which is the word, Mm. how we teach, how we teaching the word, how we equipping our people with the word, how we, uh, empowering our people to live the word out, not just here, but live. Mm -hmm. How do we do the one side of the sword, but don't neglect the other side of the sword. This is the problem. Many of you have gone into battle with a one sided sword Mm -hmm. where the other side is dull and it's dull with prayer. Hmm. It is dull with prayer. Okay, how is that How is that possible? Because we've neglected to set up these prayer bands. Okay, here's what we're doing at Long Hollow presently. And again, we're learning this. Yeah. Uh, a good book to read if you're interested in this. He's become a friend of mine recently. And in fact, he's coming to Long Hollow to, mm. to train our, our team. His name is Dave Butts, B-U-T-T-S, David Butts. David is actually, or Dave is actually the president of Harvest Prayer Ministries. Mm. And he wrote a book called Prayer Ministry. I'm using this book now with our team. And he literally tells you in a simplistic fashion. I think mm-hmm. the book, Chris, is only 137 pages. That's my kind of book. That's yeah, short. <laughs> but it's short chapter. Every chapter yeah. is like three or four pages. Yeah. And he shows you how to set up a prayer ministry, how to set up a prayer band, how to set up a prayer chain, how to set up a prayer room, you name it, mm-hmm. how to set up prayer for ministries. Mm-hmm. But here's what we're trying to do at Long Hollow now. We realize that every ministry needs a team that has a passion and a hunger for that ministry mm-hmm. and has a passion and a hunger for prayer. And they're mm-hmm. in your church. And it could be the same people. If you're in a smaller church, that's yeah. okay. But get them praying. So let me give you an example. On Sunday morning, mm-hmm. when our children are coming to the campus, mm-hmm. not only do I have 10 to 15 to 20 praying for me in a room for the service, for the music, for the technology, for the preaching, for yeah. the invitation, we also have four to five in another room or maybe in the same room, praying for the students, for the children, for the preschool, for the activities, for the hearts, 
for the parents who drop them off, for the safety of the kid. You see the you see how it works. Yes. Then we have simultaneously another group praying for our special needs ministry. Mm-hmm. And so we pray for those kids as they come in and those students. Then let's say we have a women's event. So the women's ministry has a designated group of ladies who mm-hmm. are passionate about praying for women. Yeah. They're praying for women's activities. They're praying for women discipleship mm-hmm. groups, women life groups, uh, women's studies, if you will. When we have a women's event, Chris, this prayer ban is mobilized. Mm-hmm. So what? Do, so you say, okay, I'm going to organize the setup team, and I have a next steps team, and I have a greeting team, and I have the prayer team. Yeah, the prayer team now, while the event is going on. Mm-hmm asking them to give more of their time to a higher responsibility. We're going to ask you to miss the event. Mm -hmm. We'll show you the video later, but we need you on your faces praying before, during, and after the event. And I'm telling you right now, and we're starting to do this already in a a kind of truncated fashion, kind of a bifurcated uh, setup, but we're getting better at it. We're going to get streamlined with this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, we're already seeing results. I mean, Easter Sunday, 201 people responded. The week after Easter, 53 people baptized. Last week, 35 people baptized. Every week. And people say, how is this thing continuing? And I'm telling you that to tell you, it is connected to the people of God on their knees before God, believing God, Mm -hmm. praying to God to work naturally, visibly Mm -hmm. in the natural realm from the supernatural, heavenly, spiritual realm in ways we can never manufacture or organize. Well, as you've said many times uh, to us, as God teaches you something new and calls you out to take a step in faith, uh, he says, are you ready to to trust me, big boy? That's why I talk to me. And I think those who are listening, if you want to see God do something incredible, it's not going to be because of your action. It's going to be because of this prayer effort. And that prayer is where I feel like we're saying, hey, if you want God to do something, you need to, to trust him in prayer, knowing that prayer is the work. Prayer is not yeah. part of, of something separate from the work. Prayer is what we can step into and press into. Spiritual giants of the faith, you can trace them all back. They all had a robust prayer life. So here's the question. Do you want to be mightily used by God? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a man or woman used by God? And I'm not talking about ministry, full-time ministry. I'm talking about life mm-hmm. and legacy and investment. Do you want to be a man or woman of God? Press in and develop a prayer life, a rhythm of praying with God daily. Now, here's another thing to think about. When was the last time a church asked a candidating pastor this question? Tell us about your personal prayer life, Ooh. pastor. Well, let me ask you yeah. that question if you're listening. Let me ask you that question. If you were candidating to come on staff at Long Hollow, I know your preaching resume. I know your educational resume. I know where you've served in churches. I know your background. Tell me about your personal prayer life now. Mm. Ian Bounds said this quote, and this is, I think, one of the best examples of what we need now. Here's, here's what Bounds said. He said, what the church needs today is not more machinery or better not new organizations or novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use. Men of prayer, mighty men of prayer. And so here's what he's saying. We don't need manipulation. We don't need machinery. We don't need methods. Mm -hmm. We don't need better plans. We don't need new strategies. Listen, Pastor, stop worrying about what the church is doing down the street 
and spend your time on your knees pressing into God for him to do a new thing Mm. in your church and in your heart. Because God wants to do something fresh and new at your place. He wants to do something fresh and new in your life. And you're only going to get that when you press into God. Thomas Hooker, the Puritan, said this, Prayer is my chief work, and it is by the means of this that I carry on the rest of work. And so let us Mm. be men and women who know where the power is. Mm. The power is in the prayer. And let us begin wielding two-edged swords. Mm. Not just one of the word, which is important, but the prayer and the word. Well, and that is a good word, and we will wrap it up there today. If you enjoyed the podcast, learned something from it, think someone needs to hear this podcast, take the opportunity right now to text them a link and share it with someone that you think needs to hear it. If you enjoyed the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, rate us. You can give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.